Hello, headhunting housewives. How are you? This is Diane O'Brien. We are in the new year. It is 2020. Can you believe it? I'm so excited because I started doing this late last year, as some of you may know, and just putting out information about the career of headhunting, a little bit more about myself, who I am, um, and really trying to attract more of you women as well as men. Now, I call this headhunting housewives because a lot of women have always needed that balance of work from home jobs, but I know there's a ton of you men out there too. So we gladly include you in this housewife group. <laughs> so, um, but for all of you wanting to find a career that you can work from home and do, you know, this is it. This is the perfect career. So I've spent some time putting out um, information, including this podcast, more than ever about what headhunting is, what is being a recruiter, a day in the life of, just to get the information out to all of you about how great of a career recruiting is, how you can do it on the corporate level. Sorry, I'm letting my dog in. So I am working from home right now. Um, how you can do it on the corporate level, meaning you can work from home and then work directly for a company You know, as a corporate recruiter. I've done that for many, many years. Um, you can also start your own business, which I've also done since 2003, where um, you can have your own recruiting firm, finding your own clients, again, going out there and finding clients that are hiring, or at times in my career when I've hit plateaus or just had interesting referrals sent to me, actually partner with other recruiters or recruiting firms that need help on tougher searches. So, you know, again, whether you call that the corporate route um, or the entrepreneurial route, there are different paths that you can take. But whatever you decide, it's still all recruiting, whether you're doing it from your, you know, sunroom couch, like I do many days versus my home office, or if you're going into a corporate um, cubicle, hopefully not a cubicle, <laughs> but if you're going into an office uh, to work, work type of setting. Um, you know, or again, if you want to have this own business and grow in a big way and be traveling all across the country, finding and meeting clients, doing your own business development. That's a whole other area you can grow into, which I have a lot of experience in. Sales was my first career before recruiting. So, um, you know, finding clients has never really been a hard issue for me, but I know it is for a lot of you. So I definitely can help with that. Um, in fact, the next podcast uh, episode I want to do is all about you know, current clients, clients I'm currently working with and helping on jobs, both um, some retained, but not all. So I just approve there are so many jobs out there. And again, now that we're in first quarter of 2020, this is hiring season. Every year, this is hiring season. All the companies were putting their budgets together. So if you're going to be a recruiter, uh, you know, you want to jump in now. Um, so so anyway, so I'll speak more about all the opportunities that are happening right now, right to specific jobs in the next podcast. I have things all over the country right now for um, recruiters as well as executive searches and all kinds of stuff going on in different industries. Um, but just back to speaking a little more about recruiting in case you're just tuning in and wondering who the heck I am or why I'm out here talking about being a recruiter. The reason I'm doing this is, you know, headhunting isn't one of those industries that you can major in in college. And I'm not sure why that is. I mean, through the years, it's been 20 years now and 
when I first learned about recruiting was when a recruiter called me. I was, I think, a young sales girl at GE Capital right out of college, I think like six months out of school. And this person calls me out of the blue at my job. Um, It was one of the few times I was seeing in a cubicle back when I was 22 years old, um, selling, you know, again, for GE Capital. And it wasn't the, the cool capital where I was selling financial stuff. I was working for GE Capital modular space. Um, modular space being trailers that you see at construction sites, all the way up to kind of more elaborate um, modular buildings. But I started at the trailer level <laughs> and had to work my way up in sales. So it had that GE great name, but um, but wasn't really fancy. Um, but anyway, so I learned about recruiting way back then because that first job, you know, I kind of got recruited by them. But um, but while I was there, someone calls me out of the blue when I'm kind of doing my job and don't know who they are. They're say they're a recruiter. I remember again not really knowing what a recruiter does or is, and and they basically were telling me how they had this great position if I was open to looking. I think just because I had that GE name now on my resume, I didn't realize how much clout that would give me until you know until I got older. I realized how much a big name company can add to other recruiters finding you because people love that Fortune 100 experience. You know, I got black. Not black belt, but I got like green belt certified. That's all like Six Sigma process oriented type stuff that companies love. So anyway, something in my background. Here I was a few months out of college, but already getting recruited away from this awesome company. And this was from a call from a recruiter. Now, you know, a lot of people, if you get a call from someone you don't know, you're very standoffish. It's like a telemarketer in a way, right? And here even this person might be calling you um, at the job. Um, But luckily, they were very quick to tell me kind of who they were, what they did, and they had an opportunity for me. So there's not really an easier type of cold call then when you call someone and say, hey, I'm not sure what you're making, but you can probably make more over here and that's a better company. Do you, want to, do you have two minutes to listen? So I just remember, I remember I didn't take the recruiter up on the job offer at the time because I had just started you know, with GE officially. But I remember thinking way back then, I'm 46 years old now, but I was about 22 then, that is a cool job. Like this person that just called me, I don't really know who they are. And, and the conversation was maybe 20 minutes. Um, and, you know, I, I let them go. You know, I didn't, I wasn't open to that opportunity, like I mentioned, but I really enjoyed the conversation. You know, they gave me their contact info for the future. They asked me for anyone I knew. Um, so I want to pass along some names, which I did I know people that were unhappy at their job. Um, so it's, you know, but it was just like a cool, a very cool thing. It stayed in the back of my mind. And so later in life, you know, from there, I did go on from GE to then when I moved to Philly, I got, I was still doing pharmaceutical sales, um, which is a funny story. I'll tell in one of these episodes, but, um, um, but anyway, so it wasn't until I was working for a different uh, company, a smaller firm with a newer, um, you know, younger CEO that was growing his small company, um, that wanted to bring on more salespeople that he then talked to me about if I'd want to recruit for him. And, you know, I knew nothing about recruiting other than that memory of thinking, huh, that was kind of fun. I'm not out there kind of selling product, but more, you know, over the phone and maybe meeting people to interview back then. I did have to fly all around at that point, but now with video, you don't even have to do that. Um, but anyway, he offered me this recruiting job that if I liked it, great. If not, I could always be in sales, right? So it was a win-win, and I never looked back. Um, 
So, you know, again, the recruiter, there you're calling people up uh, on the phone. And often nowadays, because email is so great and LinkedIn has been the game changer in recruiting. Um, I mean, amazingly, back in the day when I first got started, LinkedIn was not a thing. <laughs> and so finding people was done the hard way with like literally finding companies in that area um, and cold calling in to see who might be in that same role that I could try to lure over to the other company. I mean, with LinkedIn now, it is so much easier because not only can you see where people are working, you see their photo, which is huge. I mean, a lot of when you're interviewing, you want to meet the people in person to make sure they appear professional, right? I would fly, I think I've been to almost every airport in the country um, interviewing people. And this was even before we couldn't, you couldn't, um, before when I could actually invite people up to different air clubs before 9-11. So, um, after that, I had to find ways, and that's how I started using video pretty quickly. So even now, it's easier because you don't have to fly all around to meet people in person to interview them. Um, you can use video conferencing, which has gotten so much easier. Anyone can now do it because I am not IT. Trust me. My dad is such a computer scientist, great brain, but I didn't get those genes so I am not IT savvy. So if I can um, figure out the Zoom interview and different things I'm using right now, you can too. Um, but then again, even on LinkedIn, you have a nice photo. So just little things like that, like as far as tools you'll be using to become a good recruiter, they're just easier than ever. So you can really be at home. Or again, if you want to be in office, that's, you know, always uh, available too. Um, to be, you know, finding great people and then moving them forward to your clients to get hired. Because um, that that is what a job of a headhunter recruiter is. And remember, you know, as I'm out here kind of talking about the huge benefits of thinking about recruiting as a business, especially for all of you out there trying to find a business that you want to start from home. I mean, that's half the battle right there. I mean, just if I can, if someone's listening, that's like, oh, what would be a good business? Because, you know, I thought back in the day about franchises and there are recruiting franchises, which I'm not a big proponent of because you can start this so easily on your own and, and keep more of the money yourself. But, um, you know, it's hard. You know, many people want to start their own business. There's so many tax benefits and there's lifestyle benefits. But, you know, what do I do? And again, consider recruiting because, um, you know, not only is there not a lot of barriers to entry, kind of similar to being a real estate person, like you might have to get some real estate licenses, but you can hang a shingle as a real estate person pretty easy. Um, the only negative thing for that, of course, is, uh, you know, you're working weekends and evenings, which has never really been my deal. <laughs> but um, but it's very low barriers of entry, similar to the way it is um, with real estate. And But this is a little bit more corporate. Obviously, you're working with very corporate clients. You're able to put that, um, you know, your college education to use, whatever that education may be. I mean, whatever your background is, what's cool about this also is it transfers to every single industry. So like a lot of franchises, let's say you want to, you know, start up a serve pro, you thought that might be a good franchise and it's in the what cleaning and janitorial, janitorial business. Well, if you don't have a lot of experience in that, that might be a little bit of a tougher ramp, right? Where if you think about starting a recruiting business, it can be in any industry you've just come from, if you came from being an engineer, if you came from being in sales or healthcare, um, if you, you know, 
have been a COO and are getting ready to retire but want to stay plugged in, you could help hire executive CEOs or I'm sorry, COOs for different companies like yourself. So um, I know that sounds very high end, but it's not just the hydrogen struggles and corn fairies and all those other big companies doing that. There's a ton of us smaller headhunters that are finding these executive levels right from our home offices. So the job is the same. The process is the same. I don't probably offer as many uh, glossy, um, you know, website pages or all the fancy stuff to kind of lure that person in. Luckily, I work only from referrals. So usually they find me and they know what I've done um, at this stage of the game. So, you know, when they need to have someone found and, and hunt down the right person, whether that be a COO search um, where they want to retain me, or if it's um, a CEO that doesn't really want a COO yet, but just wants to hire his first sales team of five to 10 people. Um, you know, I do that side of things too, if they were, you know, again, through referrals and people that I want to work with at this stage of the game. Um, and that's another thing I'm going to talk about as I'm thinking of it is, you know, it's in your control. When you, you know, start your own business, especially in recruiting, and this might not get you, if you go the corporate route as a recruiter and work for a company, you might not have as much control you know, early on, but it is a, you can be a fast study with recruiting. There's not that much to it once you learn the process. It's just a system. And once you do it, you can repeat it and repeat it, right? And I can teach you that. Um, but, oh my gosh, I almost lost my train of thought now. <laughs> so, oh, so basically, you know, whether you're doing the, the high end, like the executive search or just that sales team, you can be in control of the searches you take on. That's what I was saying, where, um, you know, no one's telling you you have to take on this client. I mean, I had, I was referred by... Um, an executive search firm that's working with me for their high-level CEO searches. And they sent me probably three referrals. They're just too busy to take on right now or hoping that I'll take on. And one of them, you know, I just, there just wasn't a fit. The, you know, everything is chemistry and culture, I believe. Um, and so if I am talking to somebody, I don't care if they're offering me, you know, 60000 to do an retained search for them. If I'm not really liking the how we jive on the phone or I feel like it's going to be a massive headache to take on that search, you know, I'm not doing it. Um, and that's something, I know it sounds crazy if you're starting out to turn away money, but trust me, your lifestyle is way more and your, and your mental state is way more important than any amount of money. So I've learned that the hard way through the years, but at 46, I'm much wiser. So I hope I can kind of help you get, you know, geared up to understand that too, to only take on the clients. You know, in the beginning, you might have to, again, cut your teeth a little bit, but very quickly, you want to take on the clients that mesh well with you, that you have fun talking to. You don't want the client calling you back to see, you know, what candidates you have ready for them. And you're like, oh, you don't want to pick up the phone. You want to love your clients, right? So you're in control of which clients you take on. Maybe in the beginning, you're not just picking and choosing, but you're going to have to go after. But very quickly, as you have success, um, you will get referrals. They'll come back to you. I still have clients that I hire for that I've been working with for since the beginning, like almost 20 years now, which is crazy. Um, so you have those that always come back to you and then you have those new ones that'll be finding you on LinkedIn or again, refer to you from other happy clients. So it's just one of those careers that you really control. Um, and again, and staying in line with my conversation here about why this is such a great career you should consider or a great business to start if you're looking for a business to start from home that you can ramp up easily. Um, you know, the other thing is as far as, um, you know, the flexibility of it, like I mentioned, um, how you're already helping people find better jobs, more money, kind of the fun part of it, the control of it. 
doing it from home. Um, it just in any facet, and that's why I wanted. I was going as far as the summer times. You know, I've taken off summers for so many years now, and I remember when I started my career, I couldn't even fathom that because you know you're just trying to get business. But eventually, after maybe I guess it was five years of doing it, I'm like, you know, my kids are young. I'm not gonna just work, work, work for more money, more money. But I just want to create a lifestyle I love and. How many businesses can you basically just kind of put a stop on? And again, you don't even have to do that. You could also, for a couple summers there, I did have um, people I was contract working with that I could pass and refer that business off, the people I trusted. Um, But you can literally decide not to take on certain job orders, let's say after, you know, um, March or something. Like Like right now is always my busy season, right? First quarter, I've been talking to everybody through fourth quarter, getting my first quarter right, like who I want to work with, the deals that I'm working, I'm still closing out deals from last quarter, but I'm set up for my first quarter. And I know this will take me through first quarter. And then by April and May, I'm going to get very choosy if I even take on new ones. I'll be closing out all the first quarter stuff. And if something interesting or a friend calls and needs my help that I've helped before, something that'll be like a fun, easy search, I might take it on. But otherwise, I'll refer that out to clients or, or, or um, I'm sorry, like referral uh, partners that I have, companies that I work with, I trust. I have someone um, like in the finance area, the insurance area, um, EOS and um, real high level CEO executive searches. I have good partners that I know I can give clients to while I'm out. Um, and if I want to then get back in with them, come in September if they have something or in the first quarter, then great. So how many companies can you do that, right? Where you can just kind of put a stop and go enjoy your summer at the beach or whatever you like to do with your family. Um, and it keeps running, right? So it's just another reason why I love recruiting so much, why I love this business. You know, there have been times in my career where I, I, you do get burnt out at some times, and that was really more my fault than the company's fault. It was kind of pushing too hard and it's kind of working too hard sometimes to try to make certain deals happen that perhaps just weren't meant to be. Um, you know, you kind of learn the hard way. Um, I found that when I kind of ease off of everything and just work what comes naturally and feels good, it's a, such an easier flow, and then there's not that burnout. And I've kind of hit that sweet spot, knock on wood, <laughs> um, for the past couple years. I say couple years, but I've kind of gone in and out. But right now, whatever it is, here I'm going into 2020. Um, and I've had times of that, but then you fall out of grace, it feels like sometimes, right? You get caught up in something new that seemed interesting or a new partnership that wasn't what you thought it would be. That That's happened to me recently too, <laughs> but that's very rare. Um, you know, I would say that most clients I partner with, um, it, it's, it's been a very good thing. So you get better at kind of figuring that out as far as clients or recruiting partners or whatever it is. And, and again, I want to be here to help guide you through that. So I don't want to make this too long because really the whole point of this podcast is, again, just speaking to how recruiting is the perfect career um, or business to start. So whether you're an entrepreneur wanting to start your own business and looking for that cool, you know, little niche to get into, um, or if you're like, oh, I just want a job that I can go sit at a desk and enjoy what I do. Gosh, I mean, recruiting, you're helping people find jobs for better money. And when you call them up, they'll be happy to hear from you. And it's a fun job. The hours go so quick. And again, you really control your desk. So you might be get sick of me talking about this, but I feel like the more I speak about it, and I've written a book on it, Work From Home Headhunter, that speaks way more to it and goes in the process, nitty gritty, and it puts in there the contracts and the interview questions. And <laughs> if you're ready for that nitty gritty, you know, you can get Work From Home Headhunter, Work From Home Headhunter by Diane O'Brien. That's me. 
Um, and it's on Amazon. So it's an easy read. And in fact, if you even want to become a mentee of mine later on, um, that's the book I kind of use as a template if you know nothing about recruiting. It's a good 101. And then for your recruiters out there that are sitting at a desk in corporate, but sick of it and have always thought about starting your own business. And I've helped many of you like that out there. Uh, Nicole, I'm thinking of, and Luke, and just um, a lot of people, Lisa, that I've helped kind of make that jump. It's scary to do it on your own, but if you have someone holding your hand or kind of a buddy that's done it before, because I was scared when I first went from corporate, you know, I was only doing it three years and wanted to jump into my own business. I mean, just things like starting your own LLC or how that affects taxes or your company name or logo. There's all this flood of new things you have to think about. I am happy to hold your hand and help you as much as I can uh, with that. So, um, Anyway, these are all the great reasons to think about recruiting as a career or as a business to start in 2020. So please find me out on the web. You can see me on headhuntinghousewives.com if you want to sign up just for a free um, mailing list that has information or I, I put out information in groups, Headhunting Housewives group I've started on Facebook. Um, and I'll keep starting more things as I have time. Just kind of like a fun little side hobby for me. But I, I do have a very busy desk, uh, even this quarter, with a lot of uh, retainers and executive searches and teams as well. So I'll be a busy bee, but I'm having a lot of fun helping you all learn about recruiting because I'm going to probably retire soon. I've said this many times, and I have retired and then come back into it because it's so fun. But this is your path to retirement. I mean, I've taken this money I've made from here through the years and invested it in real estate. So I got into real estate investment which I always wanted to do, which has been fantastic, which then helps lead to an early retirement. But again, with a job like this, you don't really want to retire. It's fun, right? So I think even if I ever stop working a desk, I'll continue to teach you all how to do the job better and make more money at it. Um, and to show you kind of what I've done and what I know just from my own experience. I won't teach or talk to anything that I haven't done myself. Um, in fact, I'm finding even coaches and advisors this year, I've already kind of contracted even some advisors that are really helping me take myself to the next level. Because although I've been a six-figure level recruiter for a long time now, there are million-dollar recruiters out there that aren't spending any more time um, in their business than I am, but making the higher level. So I'm getting coached on that. So while they're coaching me, I can coach you and just hitting that six-figure number I'm sure you want to hit for a year. Um and then later, you know, again, you could, I always thought that took a year to get six figures. You could do it in a quarter um, when you're taught by the right people. But anyway, let's just start out getting you to learn about recruiting and to see all the different opportunities that are out there. So I hope this is helpful. Hope I didn't talk too fast as I have a way of doing. <laughs> but again, recruiting is a perfect career. Find me out there on the web and I can see how I can help or support you and good luck. Bye.